Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. And even worse than big government is the fact that we're being run by a Jewish government. In fact, the whole world is being run by a Jewish government. It's called Mystery Babylon in the book of Revelation. The Fractional Reserve Banking System, which virtually nobody talks about, except here at Eurofolk Radio. We're talking about that all the time. But even the world's economists and bankers are mute about that subject. The Christian preachers are mute on this subject because they simply do not want to offend their lords and masters, namely the international Jewish bankers. All right, folks, we have a special guest tonight. Barbara Novak, who is the author of I'm Fearlessly White, uh, 1,000 Years Together, which is, of course, a play on the words of uh, Solzhenitsyn in in his book, 200 Years Together. And his book was about how the Russian people were domineered by the Jews for over 200 years through assassinations, uh, money lending, etc., etc. And the czars were simply unable to do anything about it. Until, of course, this whole uh, family was murdered by Jewish uh, cutthroats, and then the Bolshevik coup over Russia happened. But similar things happened in Poland. Isn't that the case, Barbara? Exactly. After 20 years, first of all, hello to my audience. And uh, thank you, for uh, Pastor Eli, for allowing me to do this about my book. But what I discovered in 20 years of research... Um, studying my ancestry as well as my husband's death. I'm the widow of United States Marine Purple Heart Hall of Honor from South Chicago, uh, Michael Duncan, and he was a victim of suicide in 2004, homeless on the underground streets over there. Uh, His last words, there's no hell for the white man. So as I'm studying that for veterans, I was also studying my Polish ancestry, and the two melted in together. And then I discovered, to put it in a nutshell, all our wars come from Poland from the year 1025. And just as Pastor Eli was saying, it was Jewish banking families. Right. Seven Jewish banking families ruled all seven Polish tribes. And what their secret was to keep us as prehistoric barbarian slavery, the worst in history, Beyond, there was no country in history that was ever recorded and 92% come from there. 8% come from Spain, the Sephardics. We had Ashkenazis, right? Right. Uh, But anyways, so they kept us as prehistoric barbarians and Pastor Eli, you even sent me a a book and I was reading in there about the attitude, the Jewish attitude. And it says that, um, it says that uh, the Jews actually kept us in barns Right. As animals. Yes. We weren't human. When I say, just don't take it lightly, prehistoric barbarians, and right. I see it happening, illiterate. We can't read or write. Yes. And that's how come, you know, 
for me, my book is very long. It's 20 years research, but it's got a lot of, of, of research. But it isn't my object to condense my book as short as possible. We have to bring up the Caucasians, especially the Caucasian Christians. Yes. You know what I mean? To sure. a level that the Jews, they read 52% of the books. They write 52% of the books. They publish the whole monopoly industry is Jewish. The Chinese, they're all the valedictorians since uh, my my um, German-American um, uh, sister-in-law, uh, Peggy Reckham, she was the highest paid school teacher in Illinois. And she said, she said all the valedictorians for years were Chinese. Really? So, yeah. And so you've got this Chinese dynasty that happened after the Vietnam War, Right. And then you've got the uh, the Jewish banking empire since Jesus's day, right? With the money okay. changers. Oh yeah, the so, money changers. Uh, so and then it went. And then we we find it in Poland and now here. Go ahead right. and talk for a while. Okay. Well, let me just uh, say that uh, the the experience vis a vis the Jews versus Poland and Germany is in some ways similar, but in other ways very radically different. And what I mean by that is the Jews hate these two populations above all others. They hate the Germans and the Poles more than any other people. And the reason they hate the Poles is because they've hated, they've uh, enslaved and parasitized the Polish people for over a thousand years. And, you know, when a grifter has a, uh, what's a, a scam, pulling a scam, and has a, a person who's a victim of the scam and, t- and plays that victim along, he basically has an attitude of contempt toward that, that victim, right? And so, mm-hmm. so the Poles, I mean, the Jews have had that attitude toward the Poles for over a thousand years because they were able to corrupt the Polish nobility. Okay, mm-hmm. because the Polish nobility was in on the action. The Jews would, uh, you know, create the market for vodka and other forms mm-hmm. of alcohol, and they would be the tax collectors and they would be the informants for the government, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They would have spies everywhere, and so it was actually a a combination, a partnership between the Polish nobility and the Jews. Okay. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it works in every country. It worked that way in Russia as well until the czars uh, created the pale so that the Jews couldn't operate in that fashion anymore. However, in Germany, they never really had that close of a relationship with the government of Germany. But they hate Germans because because of Hitler and because the German people woke up to what the Jew really is and tried mm-hmm. to do something about it, all right? So there's two mm-hmm. different kinds of hatred. But again, as I've been pe- preaching all along to people who are not familiar with my work, that this is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis 3, 14 and 15, where Yahweh says, I will put enmity between thee, that is Nachash, the devil that uh, corrupted Eve, and the, the woman's seed, which is the seed of Seth, the seed line of Seth. So there has been hatred, be- and of course the Jews are descended from Cain. 
so that there be enmity between these two seed lines stated very clearly in Genesis 3, 14 and 15. This is another verse of scripture that the Judeo-Christian churches refuse to touch, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. dynamite, Barbara. It's dynamite. Okay, back to you. Your comment on what I just said about Poland and Germany. Well, one of the things I'll mention is that the Jews put forth that 501c3 law. Right. And that demanded, Jews don't demand, they command. Like, you know, God used to have Ten Commandments, Jesus had the Eight Beatitudes, and now we have Jewish commandments. Yeah, you do it or we'll break your legs. Yeah. It's a mafia. And and just just like here, all the laws in Poland, and this goes back at least 1251, um, they uh, all the laws were for the advantage of the Jews. Right. It was against the people. Doesn't that sound like white people today? That's right. It sounds They're like they're all for the Jews yeah. in the ninety-two and of in the world. We're only eight percent. Mm-hmm. We're only eight eight percent of the world. Right. We were down in in, in uh, Germany's day. It was thirty-three percent, and the German war was about. Yeah. Um, it was a racial to save the white endangered species, the damaged species, the intentionally damaged right. species. This is not true of the other two religions. The Jews are doing just fine. They're the richest people on earth, 15 million. Right. And the Muslims are all doing fine. They're yes. getting along together. Yeah, because we're giving the them welfare. The we're giving both groups welfare. <laughs> right. What? Okay. We're what? giving both of those two groups welfare. White people. Yes. Yeah. The Jews are getting thirty-two thousand uh, a family right. a year from us. The richest people in the world. Right. And they're having babies. Three point nine rate. And they're While not. Poland, they're not getting COVID slaves. either. Yeah. Right. Poland, uh, their slaves for one thousand years have a one point two baby rate, the lowest uh. of one hundred and ninety-six countries right and the africans are all the top 15 send more to africa right send them computers send them women especially that's right our poor white women have been so brainwashed there's there's a world war three going on between our male and female and it's our female that has to change but this happened in poland when i found the information about the seven jewish banking families how they controlled us was inner fighting, right. husband and wife, child and parent, yeah. siblings, uh, neighbors next door, um, neighboring yeah. countries. We'd be at war with seven countries at a time from yeah. different angles yes. at, at, at the same time. And this is the clue. It was addiction to alcohol and war. Right. War. Now, it, please, I'm the widow of a veteran. And money I have lending. the right to speak and... I speak for myself and I speak for Michael Miles Duncan, uh-huh. who wrote his manuscript by hand on, on paper in Chicago when he was homeless. And they stole it. Then he wrote a second one and he brought the manuscript to me because I had high security in that building at 777 North Michigan, the skyscraper. And he said, please, this has got to get out that there's no, you know, he, that there's no hell for the white people, the men, right. the white veterans. Uh-huh. And we went to church. We went out smash my car window 
and and there and and they took the manuscript this and oh, wow. right from I saw it with my eyes. I was so upset that I dropped my knees to the glass, uh-huh. praying on my knees to God, help my husband, help me. What's going on? This is scary. Right. I'm just I I was I was um. I was uh, uh, adoring blacks and Jews. Ah, you were. You no, know, we were. Yeah. Well, I didn't you know, know that. When, when, no, okay. I, I was a Tina Turner impersonator. Oh my goodness! When I was on television once, I said, "Oh, I was on stage with the Supremes." Well, what if there was a group called the the White Supremacists, like right? they have the Black Supremes, you know, right? or exactly. the Temptation Men to tempt our women? Right. Where's the pastors on this? Protecting their white, that white womb is sacred. Amen. And, and then after they, after they stole it, um, and then it was, I think, a month later that he was a victim of suicide or murder. And I'll go okay. into that later. I got a part of that right. in my book. Okay, well, you, um, were, you were confronted by the Jewish mafia. That's what that was. Yes. The, the yes. mafia is Jewish. It's not Sicilian. It's Jewish. There are a hundred times more Jewish mobsters than Sicilian mobsters, but you never hear about their, their names. You know, like Bugsy Siegel, you'll hear that name. He's the guy who mm-hmm. started Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. Arnold Rothstein of New York, he's the guy who founded the mafia in New York City, right? So there's all kinds of Jewish mobsters. Uh, oh, the guy who uh, was involved in the Kennedy assassination, he was a Jewish mobster too. He was yep. he was sleeping with Marilyn Monroe at the same time that President Kennedy was sleeping with Marilyn oh, Monroe. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, mm. yeah, right. That's how they get information, right? <laughs> right. That's how they get information. So, uh, and Al Capone, if that, if he didn't look Jewish, I don't know who did. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> right. So we have all of this. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. So, so we're living in a society in which the Jews call the shots from behind the scenes, and every politician is scared, breathless, because mm-hmm. they they fear the Jews with such a great fear they might lose their job, they might lose the next election, uh, they might lose their bank account, or they might break their legs. Right? There's all of these mm-hmm. reasons why, and the general public has is clueless that these people are actually this brutal, absolutely brutal. Okay, back to you. Well, the Jews, were they were Turk-Mongols. Right. At least that's what I have. They're Turk-Mongols. And they were considered at that time the worst barbarians. I mean, the the, uh, warmongers. You know what I mean? They were vicious beyond anything we can imagine. Right. That's how bad they were. And they kept our, my Polish people, for 1,000 years, 24-7, right. 365 days a year, 1,000 years, till 1945, right. World War II, and my Polish people were the victims, as was Germany. Oh, it yeah. was a racial and a religious war to bring down the white people and Christianity, and they won. Yes. Well, here, let me just go a little. Except for a few, a handful of us. Right. Uh, For people who aren't aware, before World War II, the Brits and the Russians both 
may, the, the Soviets. I shouldn't call them Russians because they were Jewish Soviets, not Russian people. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Brits had made a deal with Poland that they would come to the assistance of Poland should Poland be attacked. Okay. And, but what happened was that Hitler and Stalin had made a pact, uh, to, uh, unite against whomever. Okay. And then, uh, uh, Hitler found out about a, a secret plan that Stalin was going to invade Germany, so he he preempted that plan by attacking Russia first. But guess where they met? In Poland, <laughs> right? The two armies, mm-hmm. first they shook hands and then they started fighting each other in Poland. Well, the British totally betrayed Poland by not coming to your aid. Yes. Like they promised and, 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 and you have to remember that after the war, Poland should have been liberated, That's right? right. With the whole, uh, the, the, the two most religious uh, countries, uh, Germany and Poland. Poland was supposed to be liberated, and the communists got um, Jewish-led right. communism and started here in America by Emma Goldman, the Jewish woman, right. who incited the assassination of President McKinley. That's correct. That's correct. And then uh, the attempted assassination of the number one business leader from U.S. Steel, Henry Clay Frick. And both of the assassins, because they were... Um, disciples mm-hmm. of, of Jewish Emma Goldman. This is what, right. 1906 or right. somewhere around there. And she, yeah. she got away to Britain where, you know, of course the yeah. Jews have ruled Britain since 1694 when they created the Bank Correct. of England. So uh, the, all, I can tell you this, every politician, almost without exception, that has been assassinated in America was assassinated by the Jews especially the yes. presidential assassinations. They were all murdered by Jews because yep. virtually every one of them, before they were assassinated, had come out and made a public statement against the power of the international bankers. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, so, as Jesus did on a different scale, the money changers, right. nothing's changed. Nothing <laughs> has changed, right? 2,000 years. We have, we have yeah, 2,000 years right. to learn from history, Barbara. <laughs> have our people learned anything yet? No. <laughs> no, that's right. No. Yeah. But but I'd like to, you know, to, and then I'll get back to what you said, I'd like to bring out about Jesus, because, you know, this originally started with helping to save the white people. Yes. And then expose the Jews. But in the last year, and this is, I guess, how the Holy Ghost works, because I don't look for this stuff. I talk to people. Um, I treat everyone as I treat my sons or my mother and father. I just love. I just naturally love, okay? Okay. And so anyways, it started when um, I was at the Y, uh, ready to exercise. I had to stop and ask a guy uh, for directions. And he was sitting at the table at his computer. He was a young fellow, and he told me where the room was. But then he real confidently said, hey, I'm going on my first missionary trip. And I go, wow, where are you going? Africa or Mexico? No, I'm going to Belgium. Ooh. Belgium. I said, that's the home of the European Union. That's where Jesus Christ came through all of, and that's where they make all the laws for the, right. the people there. The money uh, changers, they all know right? Jesus Christ for 2,000 years. Everyone knows. 1% know who uh-huh. Jesus Christ is, and they make all the laws. Right. 
Now, there's there's a whole list I, I have that I, we could talk at a lo- another date. I could read it off to you. But just from my memory, okay, that was one thing. There's another missionary here. And I met him at the senior at the senior place, okay, and uh, looking for actors and stuff for a play. And then he, he didn't want to do that. He goes, but I want to tell you, the Jews are the most wicked people on earth. Shh, shh, don't yeah. talk about that. Yeah, shh, right. Shh, don't give me your phone number. <laughs> Let's yeah. go in hiding. Get off the planet. Get on. Do yeah. not talk about that in public, right? Well, anyways, he he was a missionary for the Jews in <laughs> in yeah in uh, uh, Russia, exp- right? Okay, and Israel for nine years. So oh, he boy. actually he's talking from experience now, not from what you're going to read. Yeah, okay. And he okay. said that's what he learned though, as a missionary. I see. Okay. Yes, gotcha. but he he believes they were in, from the Bible. But they're the bad boys in the Bible, and they exactly. needed a missionary. So he would he would go fight for them, right? He would actually go fight for them. But he did say the rabbis and the synagogues are evil. Yes. They forge identities. The people that are in Israel are not Jews. Well, not Judah. They are Ashkenazi. Right. Ashkenazi. They're Ashkenazis. Right. Yes. They don't and, even have and, any Shemitic blood. That, yeah, go ahead. He said that in Israel— he says many of them are in straitjackets, alcoholic. <laughs> right. Straitjackets. Right. We are going to worship straitjackets because right. that's where they're going to. The Jews claim they're the chosen, and there's other religions that, that do this too. I'm not pointing out religions, okay? Right. But they believe that. And so we're going to be going there worshiping Jewish straitjackets. Right. Now, this is insane for Christians. The sons and daughters of God, our highest intelligence, Jesus Christ. Okay, so anyway, then I went to, um, let's see. Okay, I read that out of 250,000 churches in America, there's only 50,000 left that are doing good. That uh-huh. means 200,000 are closed or closing, including right. Catholics. Twenty Out of 23 churches, there's nine left um, uh, in, in Europe. So when I told this to a Christian lady about uh, Belgium, she said she had just got back from Europe, seven countries. They are not allowed to say the word Jesus, the words Jesus Christ. Right. Oh, yeah. It's even now, worse pe- than people that. People don't give a big deal because we've been so brainwashed. Our children and most of us don't care. Right. We care about all this other garbage, total media control, every Every form, every shape, every form, every TV well, show, I'll every book, you, everything is Jewish. Well, this is a good plug for my book, which is, uh, of course, yeah. we're talking about your book, too. But my book, The Great Impersonation, is now out, the fourth edition. You can get it at moneytreepublishing.com. And you, there's a, a page for my book with uh, a little audio that I did for promo there and uh, a write-up as well. So moneytreepublishing.com, you have to go to the second page to find it. But uh, to add to what you were saying, uh, as part of my book, I talk about two incidents in uh, in uh, Israel, as I like to call it, Israel, where the the Jews, whenever they pass by a Christian cathedral, they spit. They mm-hmm. just routinely spit out of contempt when they walk by a Jewish cathedral, I mean, a Christian cathedral, or they cross the street to the other side. Okay. Also, and they also uh, will spit on Christians when the, the Christians walk by. And also, and this is admitted to in the Jewish press. Okay. And uh, also, they, 
they well they try to they have burned down a lot of Christian churches, you know, in Palestine. Okay, the Jews have so the Jewish hatred and contempt for Christians is really unbelievable. And one more, the the Israeli government accidentally issued a stamp which had a picture of a Christian church with a cross on top of it. The uh, Jewish people of Israel were up in arms. Take that cross off that stamp. Take that take that stamp out of circulation right now. This is how rabidly anti-Christian the Jewish people really are, and the average Christian has no knowledge of it whatsoever. Back to you. You're exactly right, because the missionary that I told you that went there to Israel, and but this came out like bits and pieces, you know, as you right. keep... You know, it's like a puzzle a little bit at a time. But he said that when he was there, if you, if any Palestinian or Israel is Jewish person said the word, those words, Jesus Christ, they were arrested and put in prison. Right. And now in Europe, out of all those countries uh, in Europe, only Poland is left. Uh-huh. And why the Jews started war with Germany? Why did they pick Germany? Why did they go in there in 1825 and, and sneak in little at a time? Because it was the most religious and it was the most um, racial country right. and the smartest. Right. It was, they were the smartest. Yeah. So it's like the Katyn massacre when the Jews killed 22,000 of our finest Polish Christian men, including priests. My right. God. And officers. Yes. I mean, you know, even the devil can't be as evil as as what I'm I'm coming up to. You know uh, what I mean? Right. Well, that's what Jesus told them. Your your father is the devil, <laughs> and the works of yes. the devil shall ye do. John chapter eight. Yes, and then and then there's um, uh, I went to see Eureka Springs, and that's in Arkansas, and I never heard of anything about it. And there's a big statue. This was just the most recent thing. And this floored me. I mean, I I just weep. I wept every word of my book, not uh-huh. for myself, but for higher sacred ideas and including family and friends and kin. But when I went there, th- there's a big statue. It's 65 feet tall, 65 feet wide. And it was commissioned by J- um, Gerald L.K. Yeah, Smith. Gerald L.K. Smith. Yes. Right. Gerald yes. L. Yeah. Thank you. Gerald L.K. Smith. And uh, it was done by the man who did Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. But I noticed when I went there, it was super white. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus's arms were way out. Uh-huh. And I later found out it was meant to look like the cross of Jesus. Sure. It was very interesting. So picture, it's a man, a yeah. you know, holy man, son of God, and arms out. But the arms were like the cross and the body. And so I was weeping there because of the things that I had been finding out. And I really don't really have anybody to to go with this because everybody thinks like I used to think, you know, and I know where they're coming from. And I'm not capable of hate, not even hating the Jews, you know, but it says in the Bible, God hated evil. And it says the word hate. He hated evil. It doesn't say he didn't like it or he'll forgive it. He hated evil. That's right. It's the evil that I'm hating. And I'm he not, still don't does. even care about the people. Right. Well, anyways, so when I walked in, and you can see the tears rolling down my cheek, 
the man must have realized that, you know, I was upset. And he said, could you leave an extra donation? He said that homosexuals, again, done by Jews. This is, this isn't that they feel that, that they were born that way. This is programming as it was in Germany. Sure. Same thing with the homosexuals and, and the Germans were smart enough to do, to prove it. And so anyways, the man at the gate says, um, he said, uh, he said, homosexuals have bought the whole town, uh, right? the whole town, including the banks. Right. How could one, first of all, how did our white men get turned into this? This is, this is beyond Satan. This is, this is no animal. This is going beneath hell, beneath animal life on earth right. because this doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. A white woman's womb is sacred as so is a man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Sure. And so, uh, to preserve the, the earth and God's ideas. In our know? DNA. Yes. Our DNA yeah, so is anyways, sacred. Anyways, the, the, uh, let's see where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Um, well, here, because uh, I've been thinking a lot about uh, that town, Eureka Springs, yeah, and uh, it's to me, it's the Jewish front. And they say it's been taken over by homosexuals. But uh, the Jews are the most homosexual group in the world. And mm-hmm. they also support homosexual groups outside of Judaism as well. So that whole operation is Jewish, I guarantee it. Okay, back to you. Of, of course. Well, anyways, so, so he said that. There was an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage or, or bill that had to be paid by December, and the homosexuals or the Jews—I agree with you—we're uh, going to close it down by uh, December if they didn't get it. That means the statue is going to probably be smashed to, right. to smithereens. The whole Great Passion Play, which is patterned after the German—how do you pronounce Ober that? Oberammergau. Oberammergau Passion Play. Yeah. T- tell them what that is. Tell them what that well, is. Well, that, that's the uh, famous play staged in Ober, uh, Oberammergau, Germany, of uh, the Passion of the Christ. You know, the whole the whole town used to do that, and then it was put on stage. And it's been a staple of uh, you know Christian Europe for, I don't know, a couple of centuries, I'm pretty sure. Okay? Easy, and then, yeah. Yeah, and Gerald L.K. Smith transplanted that play to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yes. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is, uh, and I didn't realize this at the time, but I noticed that when I was watching the stage on the right side was evil King Herod and his uh-huh. uh, Jewish soldiers, right? Right. And on the left was Jesus and his activities. But when they portrayed the Jews, they really came, they, it was harsh. Right. It was harsh how the, yeah. what the Jews did to Jesus. It was accurate. Tiptoe around <laughs> right. and, you know, right. this, this is not, this is serious and it's time we grow up. Right. We're not little children. We're not white slaves anymore. We're sons and daughters of God and we have to act like it. That's right. So anyways, the, uh, what, what, now here's what's interesting about Gerald L.K. Smith because I sensed the two things. One was that the Jews, they came down hard on the Jews. The second thing was about the white statue. And so I came home, like you, me and my research on my computer, and I looked up the the, the uh, play, the Great Passion Play, and it said that Gerald L. K. Smith worked with Father Coughlin and um, Henry Ford, Hugh, Huey Long, Huey Long, maybe yes. Henry Ford too, yes, and Huey Long, who was assassinated by a Jewish person. That's, that's right. And what the what the three of them were doing was they were resisting. 
the the uh, World War Two and the takeover by the Jews. That's right. And the destruction of Christianity. They saw it clearly. That's why assassinated Huey Long, and then Gerald L. K. Smith. He went ahead and by the sixties, nineteen sixties, he built this. But when he built it and he had the first play, I mean the. The Jews came out like devils with horns and tails, and I don't mean that literally. Right. But I mean they. He went after them big time, right. and people felt sorry for Jesus. Now, one of the things about the crucifixions that that Jews that the Jews did to Jesus is that it in, it enabled Christians to have a heart and a mind. Okay, they have a heart and a mind. And what happened when they took Jesus away from us and God away from us, we still feel sorry, but for whom? Right. The Jews. Oh, today, the yes. The blacks. Right. The Mexican illegals. The Chinese communists. By the way, the Chinese communists bombed 450 Christian churches in one city alone. Right. In China. One yes. city. And we're, and all they're doing, all these other people, which if you look at Christianity, there's like about 2.5 billion. They're all Mexicans, blacks, uh, Hindu and Chinese looking for our jobs. Right. They yeah, don't have 2,000 years. It right. took 2,000 years to come from their mind that they have to gradually develop what we have here. And one, another thing, it says we must save our white, heterosexual, Christian male, right. especially our boys, or this is going to be, I would say, a fourth world country. Right. Because it's going to be yeah. beyond Poland, because it took that mind to develop what we have today, oh, yeah. our morals and, and our country and everything. And it says our boys are going to have to be segregated from the other races and religions, and they're going to have to be segregated, segregated from girls because thanks to the Jews who are the pornography kings and queens, you That's know right. what I mean? Sure. Uh, because of them, the uh, sometimes I forget now, so you have to kind well, of guide me. I, I think I told you I've, I've been doing a reading of Henry Ford's The International Jew. Yeah, go and, ahead. And there's, there's a whole uh, section on the Jews coming to America through New York City. And uh, they report that the mayor of New York City made a statement that 50% of the crime, and this is around 1910, 50% of the crime in New York City was committed by Jews. Mm-hmm. Okay? It, so it's, he, it, correct. Yeah, it was a state. Well, not, uh, not only that, but you yeah. know what? This was what surprised me in the book called The Rise and Fall of the Jewish Gangster by Alfred Freed. 50% of all prostitution in the world uh-huh. was Jewish women in Lower East End, New York. Right. And just to refresh <laughs> our memories, Lower East End is where 9-11 tragedy happened. Okay. So when those, when those trade centers, those three, those seven world trade centers were built and they, they demolished the land, it was the Jewish criminal capital. Yeah. They're, uh, right. The evidence, their buildings and everything. Yeah. I mean, isn't that bizarre? Right. And, and 50% of the women were prostitutes. Right. They were carrying guns in their hats. Right. Against <laughs> the white people. Right. And and they, they infiltrated the churches. They infiltrated the government. They infiltrated business, police, courts. That's how right. come Henry, um, 
yeah, uh, Thomas Edison was their victim. Right, right. Yeah, they stole the motion picture machine from him and took it to California where there was no extradition policy. And so they they stole that uh, technology from uh, Edison and he couldn't do anything about it. So uh, yeah. that, that's how they operate. We invent things and they steal them. Another thing that Henry Ford says in his book about the Jews of New York City was they had already started a white slavery operation, okay, mm. enslaving white women primarily, uh, you know, for you know prostitution for Jewish men and others, okay. So yeah, the every every form of organized crime has always been started by the Jews. Then they brought that all that stuff over from Europe, where they were doing it in Russia and Poland and uh, various parts of Eastern Europe primarily. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, because in Western Europe they were being forced into ghettos, so they couldn't do that kind of thing to to the German people, for example, or, or in France or in Austria, etc. Okay, but Poland was an exception because uh, the Jews had made a, a compact with the Polish nobility. It's called the uh, Treaty of uh, Kalish. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was called, where mm-hmm. where they gave Jews special rights as opposed to limiting Jewish economic activity, they gave Jews special rights in Poland, which you know, is why the, the Poles have been enslaved by Jews for a thousand years, okay? That was a big mistake, the Statutes of Kalish, right? That's so, it, that's yeah, it, yes. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, so your story, now why don't you tell us, uh, about your personal experience with Jews, because uh, let me put it this: I don't know if I was talking to you earlier, but I was talking to somebody about you know. There's all these Judeo Christians who really don't know wh- what Jews are really like. You know, they they think they know Judaism, they think they know Jews, but they have no personal experience with Jews whatsoever, none. Okay. So, like, they're talking through their hats. They have no idea what they're talking about. I, as a contractor in Chicago, was dealing with Jewish customers, and, of course, non-Jewish customers, for over 40 years. I was in their homes working on, you know, remodeling projects. Uh, They invited me to dinner at their homes. I, I, I knew plenty of Jews. So, I know what they're like. I know the, the uh, attitude they have toward non-Jews. They looked down their noses at us, okay? And there was one guy uh, who was a property manager, a Jew, who invited me to his home for dinner because I was his main handyman at his various buildings. He owned a lot of property. And uh, I had several Jewish property owners who hired me because I was good at what I did. I you know, charged them a reasonable rate, and they could they just gave me the keys to their buildings, right? And I would go in. Mm-hmm. They called me up. Apartment such and such has a problem. I'd go and take care of it, right? That's how much mm-hmm. they trusted me. But in this one case, uh, I was invited to dinner at this Jew's house, and he was reading, and he was a cutthroat. I mean, he dealt with me fairly because – I was providing him a good service, and he didn't want to lose my services. But he treated his tenants like dirt, like absolute dirt. 
And when I went to dinner uh, with him, he was reading a book, How to, uh, How to Intimidate People. All right. He was reading a book, How to Intimidate People. He was already intimidating people, right? But then he was reading this book on top of it. And so things would happen. So his tennis would get so angry at him that they would pull dirty tricks on him. So like if he evicted somebody, what uh, in one case the tenant did was they plugged a drain in the kitchen sink and turned on the water full blast so that the, and this was on the third floor right oh, uh, so yeah. it would overflow onto the apartments below and so i get a call hey there's a there's a, a bad leak in this building so i go in there damn the sink is uh, plugged up and the water is fu- going full blast so that tenant got so angry with this Jewish landlord, so that's what he did to, you know, for revenge, okay? This is kind yes. of typical of what goes on in the real estate business where Jews run it, okay? Well, Mama said, Mama said, since I was a little girl, in my book, she said the Jewish real estate blockbusters were going to come into Chicago, right? and they're going to blockbust one block at a time. You'll never know it's happening. Right. And this is where we are today. We never knew what it was all happening, film by film, TV show by TV show, uh, law by law, especially, but real estate. And then, and she said, they'll bring in the worst, the most violent uh, blacks and Mexicans and scare us off. Everybody called, Anna, you're crazy, Anna. It's that Jews got us by the hairs of our head our white heads just by one word if you do this you're crazy or evil that's how come you know there had to like hitler because we believe in jesus christ we we counteract the devil so we don't have a jesus christ anymore but we've got a devil oh it's hitler just one name one or the six million I want autopsies for six million. You know what right, I mean? I right. want names. Like, oh, you want like proof. the Germans did after the Katsu you want massacre. Proof from Jews? <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Right, right. Never. You'll never get proof from Jews. You'll get denials when they're guilty, and you, you'll get uh, uh, lies when uh, other people are innocent. <laughs> right? Right. Do that's you know what how those that crooks works. did, though? When, uh-huh. when, I, when I start uh, as the queen of karaoke.com, as I started to go, um, I, the Irish asked me to be in their Irish parade. So I made a costume and I was dancing by myself. I got permission. And then I would be at German festivals and Italian festivals. I even sang Hava Nagila. I went to the Chinese festival, oh, the Puerto Rican festival, the parade, and then the Mexican parades. Because I loved everybody like, like what's her name? Uh, um uh, Sarah Mother Silverman. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay. I thought I was so holy. Look at me, everybody. I love. I just love them all. But I hated myself. Okay. I was called a dumb Polak, and Jews named us that in right. That's burlesque a Jewish slur. around eighteen ninety in their comedy. Right. Sure, they did it to other nationalities, but till today, I'm looked at as a dumb, low class uh, Polak. And what happened was. I finally found my identity, and I says, because uh, I started studying ancestry, and I thought, why wasn't I ever in a Polish parade? You yeah, know what right. I mean? why, yeah. Why, didn't even, why am I so hateful against myself? 
what kind of hypocrite is that? That right. you love everybody else, but you hate yourself. Is that loving God? Right. Absolutely of course not. not. Yeah. Well, we so were taught I, to. I got, we were taught to. Well, got, they're doing that to white men, particularly today, right? And uh, I think the Poles have had their turn, <laughs> right? So now it's white men in general. And of course, it's the Jews behind all this anti-white male propaganda. Mm-hmm. Feminism itself is it's a, a Jewish, war. It's a Jewish construct. Remember, right. Remember what Churchill said, the next war will be through the mind. It, what, it, we, oh, they yeah. don't need bullets and everything. It's a TV show. It's a commercial. It's an ad on the Internet. I never had all that stuff, and it just it makes me sick when I see it. Right. A white man belongs with a white woman, just like uh, a German shepherd, pedigree German shepherd belongs with a pedigree. Right. I mean, yeah. if we can't even understand that at this point in time, when every other race, they cherish, Jews have to marry each other. They marry within five cousins of each other. Right. The Chinese are, they have a wall 14,000 feet long for 4,000 years. Don't you come near their women. Right. And, and then the the Hindus, they all they want their own people. The Muslims, the uh, blacks want their own people. Mexicans, even though they're like a mixed race, they already claim their own race. But whites for everybody, all they have all countries. You know, Africa for uh, blacks, and, and right. Israel for Jews, and China for the yellows, and and red Indians even have their own reservations. Um, Mexicans yeah. fiercely have Mexico and they, they strongly stick together, 10 in a tribe like they do in India oh, and it's, everything. It's even, it's and even, whites in America yeah. and our countries for everybody in the world to, what, I mean. Right. And, is, uh, but, but even within those races, there are tribal disputes that are really savage, you know, because there's black tribes that savagely destroy other black tribes. And I, I remember I was talking to a Hispanic guy on a radio show. His name was Jose. And he was questioning my pro-white stance. And I said, well, it's impossible to make the world integrated because every race, birds birds of a feather flock together. That's just common, you know. And so Mm -hmm. he said, yeah, you're right. Uh, But even within the Latino community, the Colombians hate the Mexicans, the Mexicans hate the Guatemalans, the Guatemalans hate the Puerto Ricans, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yes. So the, the, how are you going to integrate uh, all these different races when the races within themselves can't get along? Right, right. Okay? It's right. absurd. I, but, I would be happy with helping where it says to love one another. Jesus says, I give you three commandments, not the 672 that the Pharisees were slapping down their throats, but three commandments, love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. My problem was... I didn't love myself. In fact, one time I went to a speech, uh, a Christian speech, and it was about how to get along better with your family. Well, I was already a saint toward my my Vietnam veteran husband. I married him disabled, saved his life through God's help and and turned it around. And I love my children to the point of just trying to raise them to the highest but to make up for the starvation that I experienced. Right. And and anyways, I... um. Uh, but I didn't love myself. Okay. And when I went to that speech, the woman said, she says, you must start with loving yourself. Okay. You can't have this false sense of loving everybody or God and right. dogs and cats and whatever. You must see yourself loving yourself. I felt that was almost like um, 
I thought that was sacrilegious to say love yourself, you know what right? I mean? Yeah. And that's and that whites need to love God or whatever their highest is. I I know, I mean, let's face it, in Poland, uh there's only one uh Christian country left and that's Poland. All the rest are gone. Yeah. Well Hungary's so, in pretty good shape too. Hungary's is in Hungary good shape. coming back? Yeah, good. yes it is. Yeah. Good. And maybe Russia too. Right. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so Eastern anyways, Europe you, is coming back because they have experienced communism and don't want any part of it. Uh, we Americans don't know what communism is, but it's called uh, the rhinocrats. The Democrats and Republicans are actually communists yes. in disguise, and few Americans realize it. It's true, and I know that for a fact. I know from being with people in, in, in both parties and stuff like that. Right, uh, right. It's like they know, but they're pulling a trick over our eyes. And right. having, again, remember when people are fighting one another, whether it's Democrat or Republican or whatever, we're in a state of fear. And my book is called I'm Fearlessly White, 1,000 Years with the Jews, okay? Fear Ouch. means being afraid, but having courage to go ahead. Right. And this is what I want for my audience. Fear is the source of all sickness, disease. That's it's right. the source of unhappiness. It's the source of death. It's the source of guilt. Yeah, and we confusion. We cannot be afraid Chris, anymore. confusion, not knowing what to do. Right, right. Yes, okay. yes. And, and, and then we can love one another and yeah. learn how to. Uh, I have, at the end of my book, I have a lot of ideas, which I'm the only one that came up with ideas on. What can we do? Once we get over this Jew problem, we got to start working then. And whites don't want to do that. They're used to having slaves do their Chinese this and Jewish this and Mexican this and everything while we're all drugged up or, you know, uh, exhausted women working 98 hours a week putting in and men working the same amount. White men, you know, to support everybody else. This, this, this can't happen anymore. I put a bill in Congress, the anti-white, anti-Christ bill four years ago to help save the white endangered people and to help save Christianity. And I wrote right in there, the Jews and the Muslims, both their own races and their own religions, have a ton of anti-Semite laws protecting oh, them. Sure. They, sure. And they passed 535 to zero. Right. God doesn't get that. Yeah, they're Jew savvy. Right. I right. don't mean to be, to, you know, exclaim but I mean, come on, we we can't get somebody elected right. as Republican without you know a fight and a battle. So right. we ha we and to know what did Henry Ford say? Knowing is the cure. Right. So anyway, do you want you want to ask me questions about the book? Well, yeah, then, uh, uh, Henry Ford also said, "Name the Jew. Don't be afraid to expose the Jew for what it really is." Okay, so yeah. so uh, what we uh, also also want to announce is that. Uh, you've got this book that uh, you've got it in a, in a couple of uh, libraries, and uh, but it's uh, it's not likely to be commercially successful, right? So right. the the idea is to give you time on Eurofolk Radio. Uh, you can pick the time slot. I have to see what uh, times are available, and you can you know do like one hour a day, five nights a week, or two hours a day, five nights a week. And just start reading a, your book and turn it into an audio book. Okay? So mm -hmm. uh, why don't you give the audience a, a, a sample of what your book is like? You know, you can start, you, you have a long introduction or a short introduction. What have you got? 
I was just going to go through each chapter and title and kind of give an overview of it. Okay. All right. And maybe just give us a brief, uh, well, what's the first chapter? All right. So the first chapter is, um, well, first of all, on the first page, I have a picture of myself okay. and a picture of my Vietnam veteran husband because my book started for him. Okay. This is like a love story beyond Romeo and Juliet. You know what I mean? Sure. My work and my suffering and the death attempts against me and everything and, and the evil brought against me has been for the love of a man and my my. And my <laughs> my husband, my children's father. Okay, right. so okay, very um, good. Anyway, so I got a picture of him, and then I got a picture of Daddy, and it says underneath it says white Polish American slave to Jews. He worked for a Jewish book publishing company, ah, and Mama yeah. would Mama would say to him because we were starving, "Stand up to the Jews, you coward!" Right? <laughs> Stand up. I mean, she said it once. She said it a hundred, and then she was a slave for for the Jews. Right. Not during the war, because when the war happened, ooh la la, all kind of work and steal and all this other stuff, and then right. crash. Yeah, and then right. the and then the Jews all come here. The Jews came here in 1945. Even yeah. after 1924, the Republicans had a ban on them. Right, a ban. And how did they how did they get over this? They wanted to move their entire population from Poland through Russia, you know, the 200 years, right. and get into America and finish taking over. They had to invent the Holocaust. Right. It's as simple sure. as that. So, And then I have a picture of Mama. She's in a coffin. And that's, that's Polish. I mean, there's Polish really wail, and they really cry. I remember yeah. when my auntie Helen died and her daughter, I think it was Helcha, uh, they were lowering the casket in the grave, and the daughter that was taking care of her was crying so hard she jumped in in the it, after a, the coffin right, right. In, the, in the hole with the coffin. She said, "Bury me with my mother." Right. She absolutely. Well, the, the poles have you know, suffered it, so much because of the Jews. I can understand that. And I'm sure a lot of Poles in the old country were aware that the Jews were their slave masters, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but modern people aren't anymore. Although there are still people in Eastern Europe who are still Jew savvy, right? There's still a lot of, but look what's happening to the Ukrainians. They're caught in the middle of a Jewish staged war. Right? It is. Zelensky, totally 100% agree. Yeah. I've got Z that researched. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and not please. only that, that yeah. Zelensky, the Jew and his Jewish assistant, send in 3 million and 2 million Ukrainians to interbreed and replace uh, uh, the lowest country of a 1.2 birth rate. There oh, really? are no more Polish people. They wiped us off the planet. Right. I mean, Almost, if it happened yeah. to a dog or a cat, you'd have this endangered society. Yeah. We're yeah. humans. We're not the lowest people on earth, although they, we think that we are, you know? No, no. But anyway, so Mama Go ahead. Mama had 12 babies. I'm number 10. And she, she not only, you know, created the babies, and she worked full time, and then she had the babies. She breastfed them. She was caretaker for Grandpa. She was supervised the cooking and cleaning with the pennies that we had, I mean, and watched over our starvation. And then she found, town, found time, even when I was in her womb, in 1946, I was in her womb. She would go to the attorney general, 
the uh, precinct captain, the alderman, the state's attorney. She said everything that was going wrong with her husband and her family were a result of that government. Right. And everybody called her crazy, just Uh, like when Mama said about the Jews. Anna, shh. When the Jews are here, you're crazy. We got work when the Jews are here. Don't worry about that. So what? So if they're evil, (laughs) so what? So what? We're just as guilty if we condone it. We have the same sin, if not worse, if we don't expose it. The devil asks for nothing more than to stay hidden and to the smile of the Pharisees. You know what I mean? That's right. So anyways, since mama's womb, I didn't realize that. All I knew what was going on around me. I did take a, a religious vow of silence at the age of seven and didn't talk for 35 years. I know people find that hard to believe, but I was able to, it was like God wanted that because I was able to watch while everybody else was talking and singing or dancing or whatever. I just watched everything that went on. And my family suffered from alcohol, drug, tobacco, uh, prescription, opioid addictions, uh, suicide and murder attempts, depression, nervous breakdowns, insane asylums. Yes. All of them are Jews, including including insane asylums. And there's more Jews in insane asylums than any other people as well, right? Well, they are. They breed insanity. They're people on earth. Right. And they're ruling us. And it's like, oh, no. All right. Anyway, so so that that was Mama's uh, story. And then, but then what happened, they used to, I won't go into this detail because it's it's way too hard for me to talk about when I get to that part later when I read the book. But, um, what happened when they both start fighting each other, physically battling, wow. where'd that come from? Poland. Yeah. They got the male and the female to fight each other. Right. They got the man in the tavern. Daddy had, he wasn't a drunk though, but he, Irv Saginaw Liquors, a Jewish tavern, just like it has in my book. I have a drawing from the 1700s or something about the Jewish uh, people getting our, our right. white Christian men drunk. And right. the mother and the daughter are crying at the door while he's laying on the floor with a heart attack. Right. This isn't funny. This is serious. Yeah. This isn't for me. I'm no Messiah or Savior, nor do I want to be. I, I'm a scribe. I, I wrote humanly, you know, what, what I have. But this is heartbreaking. People should be rolling on the floor in tears right now. Be, look in the mirror. This is about you. It isn't about me. I've got my life worked out as, as best as possible. You know, this is for our audience. Okay. Yes. So chapter one is truth pecks open is white shell. So, and again, I'm not professional. Our white people can't write books anymore. Even the PhDs at the local university, their PhDs can't write. So no matter what this book is about, that I wrote it is is from God. I'm not. And I start with the, uh, with God because I wanted God first. Okay. God God rewrote the text of my life <laughs> when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Okay. My book is my heart. And then it just, and I, I also say I do not condone, support, or endorse violence or illegal activity in any form or fashion. I have never been violent despite the fact how I grew up, but there has been a tremendous amount of violence against me since, since I was in mama's womb schools and everything so so uh, my book includes my ancestry life recollections research emails letters blogs posts videos calls and college essays i expanded my life to visits protests two websites 
radio show interviews, bit shoots, YouTubes, meetings, speeches, and books, which resulted in my role as a white civil rights activist. Okay. Okay, so anyways, I go into uh, 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 Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He says, the Bolshevik leaders here, most of whom are Jews and 90% of whom are returned exiles. Right. Remember that word, returned exiles. Right. Care little for Russia or any other country, but are internationalists, and they are trying to start a worldwide social revolution. That was written by, right here in Missouri, St. Louis Mayor, Governor, U.S. Secretary of Interior, U.S. Ambassador to Russia, David Uh R. Francis. Okay. Okay, so anyways, um, uh, it says, none of... I I like a lot of quotes in my book, and I have about 1,500 links. And and you know what? I have been doing many other things, like the Queen of Karaoke, like working full-time, like all these other things, and, and, and studying the Bible and praying and everything. You know what I mean? So right. um, okay. one of the things that I bring up is the um, about other white—see— Our white women are being discriminated against, but they think they're liberated. But my brother, Eddie, now this is my life. This isn't what I'm reading. This is stories from my life. Eddie was an English literature teacher. He said the black women are the toughest of the world. And we know it was Michelle Obama who ruled the country because she worked as she worked as Sidley Austin on Wacker Drive legal but, firm. But, but she, was she was actually Obama's a he. Mentor. <laughs> right. What? She was actually a he. Michael yes. Obama, right? I don't know yes. if you get into that in your book, right? But okay. anyways, you know what? The, he, he, he. If if the if the student, whether black or white, if they didn't pass the class, he failed them. And the white, the black mothers for thirty years, money they wanted, and they came. There's and my mother was tough as nails. Right. The black women are the toughest in the world. They're right. acting with this sweet little Aunt Jemima kind of right. thing. He said they, they, they tried to uh, sue for money. They tried to get him fired, sue, school, sue the schools and everything. The richest woman in the world today is a Chinese real estate agent. Uh, it's his, um, uh, then I go into Biden's cabinet, you know, and stuff like that. The Mexican woman, uh, well, the Jewish woman that run, they ran the Federal Reserve Bank the House of Representative Bank, and now the U.S. Treasury, all Jewish women from Poland that monopolized us. And what they did, my warning to my audience is, this system, what they did to Poland, is here. There is no choice for the white people right now except slavery, misery, interbreeding out, or death. All this stuff, like you talked about the nobility, all that had money, all that money is going to crash, and then boom, and we're all we're already seeing it. The Mexican women uh, by 2042 will be the average person. Right now, we're the minority because I called up in 2008, and the head of the Census Bureau was Jewish, and I said, "Are Jews included in, in the census as white?" Oh yeah. Who else is? Well, the Hindu, the Muslims, the half breeds, and I right. went. I mean, what about white people? Well, and guess what? I found out that we were going to be the minority by looking on a Hispanic tab. They have their own sheet. Whites don't even have their sheets. You know what I mean? 
And then the Red Indian woman has been racially and financially supported since 1620. They got the best of homes when they came here from the Mayflower. Right. The, the homes for the Indians taking them out of squalor. And, and, and not only that, the, the ship that came before them, the Indian women were capturing the, the men, our, our white men and women from England, and uh, butchering them and boiling them. Right. And, I mean, and, come on and about scalping women, them, too. White right. women. <laughs> right. And then, and then, and not to break me down, the Indian woman, the Hindu woman, has nine slaves. And then she goes on to be a PhD. She does nothing. Picture, I'll spend sometimes 13 hours in the kitchen. I do, I like to eat healthy. I like to eat well. That time could have been spent in my book. Uh, I sure. can't do it. I can function at, 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 uh, menial work. My my two sons have top one and a half percent IQ in the nation. I struggled too poor to have a pencil and paper in Chicago as slaves to Jews. No shoes, no alarm clock, no food. Right. But I kept right. praying as I'd walk down Chicago streets. Dear Jesus, please let me graduate with straight A's. I know <laughs> I'm failing my courses at Chicago Vocational, 4,500 kids. Oh, wow. But I believe in miracles. You know what I mean? And by, by, by the time I graduate, I did. And I wanted a boyfriend because nobody wanted me. Right. I was, you know, Barney Bean Pole and rags and everything. And <laughs> right. I got a nice Polish Raggedy boyfriend, Ann. Rich right. Casper. Raggedy Barbara um, Ann. So wh- wh- now, let's, why don't you read off the titles of your book because uh, we may not have time. Yeah. How many chapters are there? There are... 27. 27. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. uh, so why don't you read off the chapters because you know, we're already over time. So, uh, but we'll just uh, you know, give out the essence of each chapter you know, very briefly, if you would. Oh, and this is good. This timing is good. Okay. Yeah. Chapter one Truth pecks open its white shell. Chapter two I was the unwanted white baby. Chapter three Jesus. Of the whites, not the Jews. Okay, very good. Chapter four. Jews starved, then robbed white Polish corpses. <laughs> Chapter five. Jews oh, they're doing always... that today. It's called COVID. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, uh, yes. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, please uh, continue. Chapter five. Jews always stab whites in the back. Right. Chapter six. White slavery to Jews, Muslims, and blacks. Right. 800 years, 50 million of our white people from Europe. Kenneth Paduska. Okay, that's channels, I mean, chapter seven. Abused both my white daddy and me. Chapter eight. Screaming and smashing from pain and anger. Chapter nine. Saving the white baby, especially the Polish at this point. Chapter 10. Was it a Holocaust or a <laughs> Holocaust? Right. Chapter 11. Beaten and crippled by Jews. Chapter 12. White sister enslaved to illegal aliens. Chapter 13. Slave? Black Michelle Obama or white me? Chapter 14, Battle from Wave Child to Graduate. Chapter 15, White Women Enslaved Reduced to Shiksas. Right. Chapter 16, 
Whites expelled Jews 1,030 times for the good. Right. Chapter 17. The good of the world. Right. (laughs) Okay. Chapter 17. White love at first sight. Chapter 18. He fought for me. I'll fight for him. Chapter 19. The Hitler woman. Chapter 20. Trapped in a snake pit with two Jews. Oh, no. <laughs> Chapter 21. Right. Breaking Jew slavery chains to for- forge white freedom. Chapter 22. White home birthing without drugs and circumcision. Chapter 23. Katin massacre. Ooh. Okay. Chapter 24. Jews assassinated worldwide white leaders. Chapter 25, Jewish persecution of white survivalists. Chapter 26, uncovering Jewish criminality. Finally, chapter 27, long live the protected white people. Yay! All right. Okay, so thank uh, you. You've been very. You know, this is very, very generous and very kind. I'd like the audience to know that. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank very, you for having me on. You're very welcome. And you know, we'll get together and we'll pick a time when you can do this. So, uh, you have a very good speaking voice. You, you sound like an executive secretary for some corporation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously, you're not ashamed of yourself anymore, right? That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Oh, and, and a lot of people have that problem, low self-image, you know. And, of course, that's created by the fact that we live in a Jewish world and it's hard for the Joneses and the uh, – I'm trying to think of a Polish surname. <laughs> right? Kopaczewski. Kopaczewski's uh, to, to keep up with the Joneses and or the Epsteins, right? Okay. That's right. Right? That's yeah. Right. So, uh, But the Anglo-Saxons have been persecuted by the Jews too, Right. So, yes, uh, yes, all white people have been persecuted by the Jews, and they don't know it. That's the Mm -hmm. problem, okay? They don't don't realize how the game is played. So, anyway, so you and I will get together, and we'll schedule the shows. I'll teach you how to do those, and uh, you can just do them at your own pleasure and get your book uh, on on the way to being an audio book. Oh, that's a dream come true, and that's very, very generous, very generous. Okay. I've been dreaming about that, but that was like so way off that for it to happen right now, I'm just speechless to say, no, I really am. You know I'm grateful. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you're very welcome. And I know. And thank you to the audience for being here. Yes, and I I know it will be very appealing as an audio book because as you have just expressed, your heart is in this. And the information you have needs to get out, especially to Polish people. Yes. Yes, and uh, to and all white people who need to understand who their oppressor really is. Okay. All right. All right, Barbara. Thank you. I, yeah, I'd like bless. to add one thing about the okay. Polish people. Okay. When I started in 2004, going on the Polish parades, and I was going to move there, they were the lowest economy for a thousand years. When I start going around and writing about Polish. All of a sudden, by 2012, and even Mitt Romney said, Poland became the number one economy. And money is being 
pumped in there to shut them up and to cover up all of these crimes. And right. we've got to stop it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bye, everybody. Silencing, the, silencing everybody. All right. Thank you, Barbara. All right, everybody in Eurofolk land, thanks for listening. Praise the Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We'll see you tomorrow on Bloodlines and on Voice of Christian Israel. Bye-bye. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.